Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is a man who jumps at the opportunity to wear a mask because it makes him feel like a special little superhero, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I'm uh, feeling super. Feeling super. New Batman coming out. New Wonder Woman coming out. All the superheroes are alive. Yes, we lost Black Widow we, movie. We lost a super, We lost Black Panther, which was a great tragedy. Um, I know that was that was awful. Shout, Second shout celebrity to have secret cancer this year. Who was the first? Uh, Kelly Presley. Oh yeah, she did. That was crazy too. Um, hopefully you don't have secret cancer, but if you need prayers for someone who has cancer, you can send them our way. We're on Twitter at Roman Circus Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry, Z-A-C Mabry. Email us podcast at romancircusblog.com. We got a lot of good content up there. Uh, go find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash romancircuspod. Uh, we're on all the podcast places leave us a review if you want i haven't checked the reviews in a while i'm kind of hoping there are more bad ones i'm not encouraging you to leave a bad one but you know they're always interesting zach let's cut right to it on tuesday there was a post on twitter of a priest who an fssp priest who was in he was not in mass he was in like a talk it was, it was like a kind of like a classroom or a conference room and he was he had just given a talk or was about to give a talk and he went on to say that you shouldn't wear a mask masks are part of the communist takeover of america and uh one of the one of the parishioners who was listening was like well shouldn't we obey the bishop or wouldn't it be disobedience? And he said, disobey your bishop, disobey the governor. You have no, you have no, you, you don't have to follow them if they're telling you to do something against your health and well-being. Uh, it, it's important. Then he also said something along the lines of, it is important to remember like we, we obey God, not man. It was not a great video. It was downright bad video. Um, yeah, I mean, I would maybe put it in the realm of cringe, and then like, well, no, unfortunate, you know, yeah, incorrect conclusions. Well, yeah, it was just an overall unfortunate video. Uh, we are, we are the preeminent trad podcast here, or so we say, whatever that means. Yeah. So we have to talk about it, um, right? There's like a lot you're... going on. It, there's like so many things at once that kind of all meet at this issue with the masks and this thing. I mean, I think the first uh, place to start is that like people think that the bishop in his diocese is going to, you know, smack him down, cancel him, if you will. Uh, well... But I think that there won't be anything left once the fraternity gets to him. The fraternity doesn't mess around with like anything, and so yes, I um, without you know giving away a lot. I I have been 
I, I, I've been hitting the pavement. I've been doing the work of a journalist and I've been in talk, I've talked to an FSSP priest who said they were, this is like when it first broke out and said they were very aware of the situation. And he said that it's, they're going to take it very seriously and it is not probably won't turn out good for father Nolan, who was, uh, the priest that was saying it, it, uh, he didn't go into specifics, obviously. I mean, it's, he is at the mercy of the superiors of the order and as well as the archdiocese of Denver. And it's, uh, I think, so I agree with you. I think that it's not going to be good because the FSSP, I'm not saying that there are not or never have been priests who have held idea like who have held opinions that may not move that may actually be like you know unpopular or like you said kind of cringeworthy but what they do a great job of is they do a great job by and large of understanding what their role is and what their mission is and as we've said many times their mission is to expand the latin mass to dioceses that do not have it and may want it and that leads them to doing things like basically controlling their urges to be angry and lash out at things. Even if they, you know, I'm not saying they all do, but what happens is like they understand the climate and they understand the mass that they're bringing is the mass of the past, right? It's not the the new mass. Well, the, the ages. Right, right. But it, my point is it's like, it's not the the current widespread yeah. form of the mass. So they know that they have very little room for error, and this means that they have to basically fall in line and like watch watch themselves. And you and I have been we've had the pleasure of hanging out with plenty of FSSP priests and then when I was in Los Angeles I was able to actually, you know, meet and have dinner with the superior general the vicar all the like all all yeah. through the superiors and one thing that i is basically true among all of them is not even in private do they talk trash they're very aware of where they are and what their mission is and like all humans they have frustrations and they have concerns but it rarely ever goes into the territory of like disobedience and if, and that, and that kind of stuff. yeah because again the bishop the bishop has to welcome them into the diocese they can't go rogue and just set up shop they have to be welcomed and have to have permission and the privilege to enter the diocese so they know it's like a situation where they can't rock the boat even if they wanted to um and i mean i think further than that they also know their you know moral theology and their ecclesiology and in general i think that they would say you know you've got um if you've got beef with a bishop mm -hmm. then you should go you know fast for a few weeks about it and um do penance and pray for him and stuff i mean you know in general you're not supposed to like the yas queening your bishop like you're supposed to try to see the you know the the way that you know, God writes straight with crooked, crooked lines. And, you know, if something's happening, then it's usually you're not supposed to go be an activist about it. 
So, yeah, yeah I mean, they, the guy used to complain about, like, bishops and sometimes even the Pope back in the day to Ephesus P. Priests, and they would always kind of say, like, to stop and to go fast for him. And, you know, basically, mm -hmm. it, it's you have to detach yourself from the idea of, um, this is actually a Father Ripper thing, too. You have to detach yourself from an idea of, you know, the church operating perfectly in the world. Like, that is, like, you have to want the best for the church, but you have to be detached from from it actually happening because if not then you you have these problems where you you know you can't talk about pope francis without complaining and you can't well, deal with your bishops without pointing out that you know maybe he's a heretic or whatever like you you just you're too caught up in that idea of how the church should be or could be and that checks out as a side note for anyone who cares or like i've i've been around father ripker enough and had enough private dinners and stuff with him over the course of let me just years. pick up that name you dropped yeah in. well my point is that even him like the the one that trads like love to quote online and think he, like the big trad defender in private i've never heard him bash a bishop or even the new mass like he just knows like that's not how you get things done and even if he thought that he it, it just does it's not how you do things right and what happens is is um there's the risk it, it's like father nolan i i have no insight into what is going to happen but he very well could be sidelined right so he could like lose i don't know if he'll so what it, they it, normally do if they if one of these guys goes rogue or if, if they so, you know the fraternity has a mission that it was given by pope saint john paul ii to spread like you said spread the latin mass you know throughout the world and to bring the sacraments to people if a priest is not um furthering that mission then I think mm -hmm. they basically kind of go not like away, away, but basically they, they'll continue to offer mass in private. They'll continue to be a priest and pray the office and stuff. They just may not be an active ministry or have a parish. Um, and I mean, that's, that's fine. Like even in cases historically where that was done heavy handedly to like a priest that went on to be a saint, the priest always said, thanks be to God and, and, went along with it. I mean, we watched Father Ripper get shut down in Oklahoma, and now he's set up, I can't remember where he is, but, you know, I mean, he didn't, yeah. he didn't protest, he didn't, you know, he was doing good work, that work was no longer allowed to be done in Oklahoma, so you could make a whole case about how this was against the common good if you wanted, but ultimately the bishop had rendered his judgment, and so, you know, Father packed up and, you know, waited for another diocese to uh, invite him, and I guess yeah. it was Denver. Um, which is fun. Like Denver, a lot. Okay, there's a lot of focus on obviously the old dioceses like Baltimore and um, Washington and New York. But then the other thing is uh, um, really like Lincoln and Denver seem to be where all the real action is in the United States. It's like everything you hear about is happening in one of those two dioceses. Yeah. Was. So, right. So the it's a uh, that's where the trouble comes because I mean this is a thing. The other thing about FSSP priests, you know, traditionally not doing this is they understand, like, it's not worth your ministry, right? Right. Like, like what you, is... He's not... He, you know, this, what's the bigger this, picture here? Well, this clip, he didn't further... He wasn't furthering anything that would have been helpful or... Like, he doesn't push along the ministry of the fssp it doesn't like help anything at all and just like as a 
tangent. I mean, on let's this say we're not wrong. A, I mean, if we're wrong, God sees it and He'll reward this priest with grace. And I mean, you know, I I, I, I have a very hard time like even grasping the argument in favor of yeah. this priest's position. But you know, it is all. Um, you know, we we kind of just are observers here, right? So, like, if, if it turns out this priest is spot on, then even if he's punished, you know, God will reward him, you know, in grace. Um, okay, yeah, but the, the, the there's so many levels to this. Well, it, it's just kind of been. I'm trying not to be like super angry about this because of the whole detachment thing, but like, like we said, we've known many. FSS pre priests who are good priests and who want to do this. And when things like this, the reason why things like this are so bad, not only because he actually says the words disobey your bishop on camera, right? He's on audio and video, AV, A slash V, in front of parishioners saying disobey your bishop, right? And it, but the problem with like, there are so many good priests who fight so hard, as we said, to not be like this. And the other issue is, is that these priests don't, they have no leeway. They're just to name, Everybody's I'll, I'll just pick a, I'll, well, I'll pick a random order of priests out of thin air at random. Let's just say the Jesuits, just randomly mm-hmm. pick, pick a random order. Yeah. Just totally, they're just like out of the blue, haphazard. Yeah, Jesuits on Twitter, Father James Martin aside, who, uh, you know, but I'm just saying, like, I've seen our friend now. He liked our tweet. We're we're like, we're, yeah, we're we're one with Father James Martin. Yeah, but okay. So I don't even know. I don't even remember what priest, but it's like, you see, I saw Jesuit on there talking about like kind of the extraordinary form of the mass and be like, Benedict the 16th really brought like his quote was like Benedict the 16th really unleashed. Um, I'll, I'll find it here, but it was like, not a, it was like something to where, uh, Benedict the 16th unleashed a massive division in the church talking about like the extraordinary form. And it's like, yeah, the church was super um, harmonious <laughs> up until well, the, 2007 the, was some more pontificum. But it's, what Father Nolan said was off was not was obviously not good. And but FSSP priests aren't on Twitter for a reason. But then it gets frustrating because like every other order has just like people on Twitter just spouting off and saying whatever they want, which is not a justification, but it just shows that like these these quote unquote tratty priests have such a fine line to walk that they can't do any of this. And the reason the Father Nolan video got me so much is because like you're they're really only allowed like one slip up right and granted it like we said it's a slip up where he says disobey your bishop it's not just a normal slip up but the point is like it leads to like just everyone's just like gotta get a handle on this gotta do this and traditional tradiism obviously sparks a lot of thoughts and there are a lot of like people online who people think are bad trads etc so i get it but at the same time it's just like it just crushes to an extent all the hard work of these other priests yes and i mean that's where i just think looking at um like so 
looking at each little piece of it and because like it obviously like you said it's counterproductive it crushes the work of all the other priests and like you know so kind of going bit by bit i do think at a high level it's not like um it's like people are dying like it, well i guess people are with the pandemic but like i don't think that the comment like it, i think it was incorrect i don't think it was by itself that big of a deal um what and what's a big deal is it got out and how it's re received and that kind of stuff and i do think that there's a tendency for people to make these into a bigger issue and be like see you know like you said the latin mass is bad and benedict unleashed division and you know yeah. it helps a certain narrative absent that narrative it's like okay this is an incorrect like analysis you're doing like let's fix this and move on mm -hmm. um you know i mean obviously it's not there's much worse things that a priest could do um so i mean i don't know i was thinking we could just kind of go through kind of interrogate the um all the different kind of angles of this um like I think the first thing they show the masks themselves. So the idea here is that, um, well, first I guess just that masks are bad. They're like masks are not just a mask that you put on to like slow the spread of COVID nineteen, yeah, but that, it, but that it's actually part of the communist takeover of right because like absent that you know we talk about how you know conscience can come in like a bishop can't require you to do something that would be sinful so mm -hmm. like in order for it to be on the table to disobey you have to kind of make the case that this thing is actually bad and you know mm -hmm. goes against the common good and that kind of thing and you know that's a pretty high barrier in the sense that we are talking about again just a piece of fabric put over your face um it you know things can be part of larger trends. So, you know, if that piece of fabric had, you know, blasphemy printed on it or pornography printed on it or something like mm -hmm. that, um, you know, that would be, you know, there could be cases where wearing a mask could be wrong. Um, but I, I struggle to see how this is the case with, with just a basic COVID mask, either made out of paper or fabric. Um, now, so then there's this idea that they are um, harmful, like that they make, that the masks themselves make you more likely to get sick. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, have you seen this? You heard because about this? Because you're like breathing in your own I don't actually know the because. Yeah. Well, I guess there's two steps. One, there's that they don't do anything. But here's the thing, guys. If the masks don't do anything, then that i mean I, that doesn't really matter then like wear one like it's not a sin to wear the mask if the mask doesn't do anything you know well yeah i mean so like wear the one bishop if, isn't like yeah if the bishop I mean, and the, the pastor asks yeah right so i mean that's the thing but then also is if you know there doesn't seem to be a lot of um like I don't, I haven't seen any of this science, but like, let's say you have come to the conclusion that the masks um, make things worse, you know, and this is something that okay. you're certain of with your conscience yeah. or you're, you're morally certain that masks are making, actually making people and, and yourself less healthy. Let's like maybe just set that one aside as, as to come back to as that one, you know, could 
there could be implications there. Um, I think that that's incorrect, but if you know if you're morally certain that something, then the church does have a whole understanding of how you correspond to that. Your like moral certitude, and it is somewhat outside the realm of like theology to tell you if if fabric helps in the current like viral context. Um, and then the next side is yeah that by wearing them you're participating in uh, the communist overthrow of America. And I'm like very interested in this because like this is like catnip for me to like I want to hear this one out. I, I can go ahead and say up front I don't think it's true, um, but I, I I have a feeling that there's actually like a pretty sophisticated like whole thing behind this that would take like an hour for somebody to explain to me about how like well each thing and you know this or that. I've tried to find different explanations. Like I want to know why they say this. Um, I, I don't think that the, if that were the case, I still don't really think that that would make it um, a sin to wear a mask and therefore something that you wouldn't have to obey. Um, what, as far as if it was a communist takeover? Yeah, like if wearing masks, if wearing a mask was helping along the, this alleged communist takeover. Um, the big mm. thing in America is that there's not, I mean, and people can disagree with me on this, but like there's not an attempted communist takeover in America. There are very few like actual communists and Marxists. There's just a lot of anarchists. Like, that's, well, I'm, okay, but if the masks are like the last thing standing between us and the communists, the communists have already won. Right. Like, I mean, a, it's, it's like over. if you're, if, yeah, if our, if our last, if our last hope is this, is this mask and like, this is the last this is like our last stand we've already lost like that i don't get like I, I, yeah and it, i i just don't have any like i think i mean it's, i again it's one of those things where I, I always like theories like this and i you know i mean i've seen different things said that like okay well your face is like the most recognizable part of you so when you put a mask on it like takes away your individuality um you know, great with all that, the with all the facial recognition stuff these days it's good Right. I mean, again, like, I, I, I don't think that there's any way that I would ever buy in. Like, there's really not. But, um, you know, I'm not dismissing that there's not perhaps a whole bunch of arguments that I'm not even aware of um, that add up to this. But let's say that it did. I don't really think that that means that you get to not wear it and demand to, like, still be able to go into churches and have the sacraments. Um, I, I think you're really your only case here is if, if, you're, if you're certain that masks make you, like, damage your health as opposed to so you you don't have an out if the masks don't do anything and i really don't think you have an out if the masks are part of some if, i mean i don't believe that they're part of the, some sort of you know nefarious takeover by an authoritarian shadow regime but if they are i still don't really think that that gives you an out to not wear one to mass uh, if, at the bishop's request yeah it just doesn't the bishops have know. jurisdiction over the sacraments. That's how the church is signed. You know, when Jesus had the church, he gave it a government, um, which is the pope and the bishops. And so you, you, know, you really don't have a lot of rights when it comes to the sacraments at the end of the day. Um, that's where it comes in. The, you you know, have God no right to, provide. I mean, you have, you, in it, you have you your right to the, well, your right to the sacraments comes from the, your baptism. But again, like you, you don't really have, like you have, you don't have a right from the standpoint of you can't receive if you're not in a state of grace, right? So, like, you have this thing where you're, like, you're, 
your the sacraments are opened up to you, but it's not it's not right. your like money basically, and you want it now. Your right to the sacraments really don't doesn't have any practical implications. Like there doesn't really give you any like like on a practical level, you don't have a right to the sacraments. And so what that means is, is if you're denied the sacraments unjustly, then God will provide. God's not bound by any of this. So, you know, he will handle that. If his church wrongs you, like that's for him to make up to you. Um, so, you know, if, you know, all, if you're being denied communion unjustly, you know, God sees that and you should, basically that's how this is supposed to work. So your right to receive this, it doesn't mean that you get to, um, that that outweighs these mask mandates, or these other things. And so, you know, again, if the masks work, that's obviously a day. If they don't work or if they're part of some larger political scheme, I really don't think that that gives you any kind of out that says that anything special applies. Like I think in that case, you just have to put on your mask and receive the sacraments. Um, and they're already this is part of the issue that's frustrating me is like you, again we Zach and I live in the world of online more than other people so like that's the frame of reference but you already see like there's been tweets of like they're, they're going to sideline him because he was speaking the truth or they don't like what he has to say and it it's so frustrating because it's guys because it's Guys are going to sideline him because he's on video and audio saying disobey your bishop. Like, they're not going to sideline him because he's preaching the truth about mass. That's so basic. It's it's so basic level, like, barely even. That, that line of thought is so, like, you guys need to give yourself more credit and, like, ex- think deeper about it or not even maybe not even think deeper just look at what he did like it that's the frustrating part is when you say if you're fssp priest and you have no leeway and you have to be invited in by bishops and you have to play the game and you want to because you've signed up for this order and you know what this order does and then you're and then you're captured on video saying disobey your bishop that is bad you can have all the there are FSSP priests with cringe opinions and with weird opinions, I'm sure, and they don't get sidelined because like they just don't have moral relevancy or they're not like you know they're not like actual divisive comments. But when you say that and you're caught, that's when you what's going to happen. Like mass aside, if he if if it's about whatever, I don't I don't even know what it could be flipped away around. Like if the bishop is like don't wear a mask you're forbidden to wear a mask in church and the the priest is like you got to wear a mask man just forget what he said wear a mask disobey your bishop and wear like, the same thing would happen to him it's so right. uninspired the, the bar is it, very high for when you get to just set these things aside and for a lot of people they've got like america brain and they you know it's so uninspired like the thought is so uninspired it's like it's like it's just like uninspired lib liberal thinking like just hey i don't even that's all i can it is literally it's i mean it it is it's enlightenment thinking it's just yeah my rights my rights blah 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 but like you really don't have i mean again on a practical level rights don't exist and people should understand that both i mean just in every context but um without going down that rabbit hole there's this i mean it's literally like you ask people one thing and they just explode. And this one literally, it's just to put a mask on. And then they're like, well, yeah. what about the slippery slope, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you don't really get to do that, right? Like 
the, again, the church has its own government. It processes these things. So at each step of this slippery slope, like an assessment has to be made. The current step, putting a piece of fabric on your face, even if that's in place for the next 50 years, I mean, that's, that's just how it is. Um, I don't think it will be, but, you know, people will say that I'm, you know, I, I haven't checked the website and these are trained yeah. Marxists and, and whatever. Um, so with the issue of the mask, yeah, itself, what if you, you put down your think, copy of capital and start, start looking at it, man, start realizing what's happening. I know it's so funny. Cause like, that's, that's what I always think back. Like having read capital, I always think when they talk about Marxists and communists, I'm like, these aren't people engaging in historical materialism guys. Like these are anarchists. They don't have like, there's not like when I texted Jake and I was like, yeah, there's, I'm like, one big thing here is there is no communist takeover of America. And he's like, yeah, too bad or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, but like, so again, I think on the face level, there's just not really a case for the mat, like for not wearing the mask, but let's move to the next side, which kind of says, okay, let's, there's more. There's more. Just Having said that, going. let's say that we're in a situation where actually somehow we've determined it is bad to wear masks. Like okay. it is something that you can legitimately, you know, not do, or sure. that you know the bishops have uh, infringed on your rights or whatever. That basically masks make you sick, or that they, um, you know, that basically if we've met this already very high bar to reach of you can you don't have to do this, then it's like, what comes next? Well, realistically, the complaint about the bishop's mandate and like overruling it would have to come from above, which would mean, uh, in our case, it would just go to Rome. And so it wouldn't be from below and you wouldn't really have any like way to act on this. So if you didn't want to wear the mask, you'd have to hope that that you know basically you petition the bishop and if he ignored you you could petition um the vatican to step in um mm -hmm. and that would be your main recourse and you know i think most of us have faith that in most cases so wait what the, you're saying sorry what you're saying is if there is evidence to something and the bishop is acting according to that evidence you don't scream about it on twitter you actually follow a protocol zach Yes, and so Crazy. even even if you Blows are my mind. very certain, yeah, I know, I know. Um, if you're certain in one of these matters, then that's that's basically, you know, the pro the process that you would go through um, is up those chains. And what you know, I think we should have faith that that for the most part, um, you know, I mean, well, God is always in control of the church, and so you know, in the long run, things are gonna work out for the good. Like, you know, God's going to mm -hmm. kind of make sure that the church writes its course. Um, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, and if it isn't, it's usually just for a time. Like there's a period of time where things could be out of whack or things could be unjust or whatever. Um, and, you know, with the spiritual element of that would be understanding it as a chastisement. So, you know, let's take something more like, let's like, you know, raise the stakes here and say, let's say, okay, bishops are like, you can't go to mass unless you've taken the COVID vaccine mm -hmm. and everybody's freaked out about this vaccine. And like, we don't even know if it works. And, you know, some people drop dead when they take it or whatever. 
mm-hmm. you know, everybody's got, they've, they've met again, the high bar of, I, I can't do this. I won't do this. The bishop's wrong. Um, you know, the step, like we said, they could petition the bishop to not have to take the vaccine. They could go to Rome and ask Rome to, or not, you know, have to go there, but petition them and want to have them, you know, it's like a game of whack-a-mole, like the priests or the bishops mm-hmm. deal with the crazy priests, you know, like a hammer as they pop up. And then the Pope does that with the bishops. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And if, if Rome refused to intervene, if there was nobody to do it, then you would have to see that as a chastisement. And you would basically, your choice would be to not go and to pray that you've made the right choice and trust that God will supply you the grace that you're missing by not receiving the sacraments. Um, and that's that like you don't like in no situation do you get to like demand that the sacraments be given to you on your terms like it doesn't so like even if you have your case solidly like that i'm not going to inject myself with you know poison in order to go to mass then you don't get to go to mass like it doesn't none of this adds up to you getting to actually yourself direct the course of events in the church because that, that isn't how it's set up Yes. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So basically what you're saying is like, even if there is grounds for doing something, it doesn't call for like, it calls for going up the chain. And then it also calls for you like basically sitting out. Basically. Like you don't go, you don't go, but you don't go like throw a fit and like storm onto the church grounds, right? No, you don't get in. You're basically you have to you can in that very are you are you allowed to act as if though you're dispensed from mass for that week um well you know i mean i think that this is where i would think yeah so if, if the obligation is in place i guess we're saying and then the rule in order to go to mass is that you have to do something that you're morally certain would be a sin to do mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, I think that you would say, you know, in, in any case, you wouldn't commit a sin to go to, you, you, know, you wouldn't murder somebody and take their car and drive it to mass. So, you know, you, you, you would simply not go by, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a, a dispensation, basically saying you can't go to mass without sinning, therefore you're not going. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, again, it almost always it adds up to you not doing something. Like it, it, it is a you stay home. It is a you don't participate. It, it really is never a like you go do anything when it comes to church governance now like in society that's different in you know in almost every other realm of of existence those of us as lay people like we do we are supposed to you know take a stand and like do things and Mm -hmm. but like through the proper channels and so um where was i going with that i think you know, understanding these things as a chastisement can be really profound. Like there have obviously been, you know, decades and centuries where the sacraments weren't available in Japan mm-hmm. or in communist countries or this, that, and the other. And ultimately, you know, God doesn't go away. So if you're right, if the, you know, if the bishops are evil and they're, they're participating in, you know, this insurrection and blah, 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 if you're right, then God will see that and will reward you. But you don't really get any, I mean, outwardly, you don't really get to do anything. Like we talk a lot about obedience and, you know, when is the Pope infallible? When is that? Well, so like when the Pope's not infallible, when the bishops who individually are never, you know, infallible 
probably said, when they're saying things, you don't have to believe them, you know, in your soul, like this is the truth coming from God, but you still have to like correspond to them unless it's a sin. So like, you don't, you don't really get to choose your own actions at like any step of the process as a Catholic when you're talking about the sac- approaching the sacraments of the church. Well, you, and you don't even have to like, you don't have to like it. Like, I don't like wearing a mask to mask. No, nobody likes wearing a mask. Right. I mean, like I went to a movie yesterday and the rule was that you could only take your mask off if you were eating popcorn and I didn't want to get like harassed by some ushers. So I just got a giant, you you know, I bought a giant popcorn. I just ate like one 40 gallons of popcorn. Well, I guess it was any food or drink, but so, you know, I was like, I like, I literally got a bigger popcorn just because I was like, well, if I run out, (laughs) put my mask back on. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like no one wants to It's not either. It's not both. It's just, you don't have to like, like it. It's not like wear the mask and like it, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, like, I think the best thing to understand is that outwardly you generally don't have a choice. Like that just isn't, Mm -hmm. um, how it works. And like, even, I mean, again, everything from your conscience, like your conscience does matter. However, like once we're talking about external acts, like your conscience and conscientious, uh, what are they called? Um, objection, conscientious, mm-hmm. conscientious objection to wearing a mask, uh, is pretty much means you're going to stay home. Like it doesn't mean you get to waltz out mask free and do whatever you want. Really. It, it, there's not any point that the externals change all that much because of your conscience. That doesn't mean your conscience isn't real and important. It just means that your conscience is kind of between you and God and something that doesn't change any of the external rules for you. You've just got to suck it up. That's the home. real, th- that's the real be a man. Yeah. I mean, that is sad that like you've got these people their whole brand is like about masculinity and they take all these supplements and blah, blah, blah. And then you like ask them to do one thing and they just explode. Like Father Ripper has that great um, long talk on effeminacy and it talks through all the different kinds like intellectual and mm-hmm. um, I'm forgetting the other ones. But like listen to that and then just like maybe just have a mask sitting next to you and think about the act of wearing it. And then just kind of listen to that Father Ripper talk and ask yourself like, how you're behaving here. Yeah, I, I tweeted, it did pretty well, but I tweeted a Bits few numbers. Ago, masculinity is talking about how masculine you are and then fainting at even the slightest criticism. And it, which like, I mean, it's kind of what it is. Like people talk a big game and then they're like, how, how dare you offend me? But like, it's, you just, if you go along here at the risk of sounding stupid, but like talking about it from a masculine sense, like men know when to be men and when to like, they have to do things right. Like there are great men who labor at jobs that kill them because they know they have to feed their families. Right. And they're great spiritual leader men who make sure their kids know what is right and what is wrong. And part of that is obedience as we talk about a lot. So like, you're not, I don't know, you're not, like, being any more of a man by, like, thinking this priest is being railroaded because he's said don't wear a mask. It's disingenuous, and it's silly. Like, 
very I mean, clearly, I don't know. I as guess we just said. Think about what we're trying to do here with spreading the mass and the sacraments. Like, unfortunately, I like this priest is not contributing to what we've all bought into as our like collective objective. So I, I don't, you know, I mean, you kind of have to sacrifice the one for the good of the whole, guys. Like. I'm sure well, you're yeah, a wonderful but that, person. I, mean, I don't have. I'm not mad. Well, that's at him. the thing. Just, it's like what well, you got, got. Like, um, well, that's yeah. That's the other thing too. Is this isn't necessarily like an indictment on him as a person, and it's not even like you don't have to defend what he said. What he said was wrong and shouldn't be defended. What you can, if he, I don't, I do not know him. I'm, I'm sure that we would get along. Like, I, I'm sure he's not like quote unquote I've heard it really I know people that know him personally and they've all said wonderful things so like yeah, it is a thing that, where it's nothing personal his brother it, his just... brother's a priest and I met his brother and his brother's wonderful and like the point is like this is I mean he's also going to be okay because at this point he could start a Patreon and I mean just like that <laughs> that super tall man yeah. um yeah snuggle uh, uh but anyway. the point is like you don't like he'll probably be appearing yeah. at parish at, at bookstores near you <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have to. This is the thing: is like, it's okay to not defend what he said. You can still like him as a person, and you can still welcome him. And I'm sure, like, he he should be like welcomed, and he should be like he should be allowed in polite society, right? Like, it's a thing that he can learn yeah. from, and a, hopefully, a thing that he like grows from. And we he shouldn't be like cast out into the where they're right. gnashing and wailing, whatever. But like. You don't. If I were having a conversation with him, I would say, you know, I, I, I think that there's some, some problems in your analysis here, and I think, you know, that we, we disagree on. But then I think we could probably both agree that, like, we just have, you know, it's time for timeout, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, but we just have we, we think so, like one, one sided on. We're allowed to like think multiple things at once. It's not like. Well, you can't point out this. It, you, we have to defend him, and it's like this and that. Like, you can simultaneously say what he said is wrong. It should not be defended. Him as a priest is probably like he's probably a nice person, and he deserves another shot, and he deserves to, like learn from this. Like, it's fine. Right, and I don't even it, really think he moved the needle in the wrong direction on these things. Like, I don't think anybody was like going to obey their bishop until they heard him say that. Now, no, but. So Again, the point the point is that you just can't say that on you just can't be caught saying that. Right. That really is that really is all it is. It's and I know I said like he he put other priests in a difficult bind and he just did that because of like people are so just want to jump on trads so eagerly, right? But Yeah. I wish I'd listened not, to the story of how the video got out. Like because the video, obviously the oh, people that were what? The video I the video I saw was from it was a trad account like an SS SSXP uh, sorry SSPX SSPX. account and he tweeted out the video and like said this is an FSSP uh, this is an FSSP priest with like a emoji like a shocked emoji and that's how it got out and then that account locked and like the video was taken down off YouTube so basically it was like a little tradie outing another trad and i don't know well, if, he if the video does disappear then that is good because it does mean that the church has the ability is like able to censor 
things again, which has been <laughs> yeah. difficult to do for centuries at this point. Yeah, but, um, we all want that back. But no, the point well, is like... Well, it's funny because like, I mean, the SSPX, like if you want to talk about this, I mean, I've, I've said I have you know positive and negative things to say about them, but I mean, they've pretty much, a lot of them have basically been willing to go along with whatever the mandates are in their area in order to have mass. And I mean, some of them are saying mass every like 45 minutes to accommodate only being able to have 15 people in the chapel at once. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't really understand the whole, like, like even the SSPX is, is shown the willingness to say, well, it's better to be able to have mass than it is to make some sort of stand about not having to follow mass guidelines or different things. So, you know, some of yeah. them are following the rules. So my FSSP parish I've been going to in Arkansas, every single person wears a mask. Um, and I mean, except the priests and the servers and the servers mask up to when it's, when they're distributing communion. Right. Yeah. So I mean, they're not distributing, of course, but when they're holding the patent with father. Right. So that, that's the thing. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I just think like it, it's a clear, obvious, bad moment that doesn't do anybody any good. Um, the proper reaction, the proper reaction to it should be because he said, disobey your bishop not because he was like uncovering any sinister plot we're all kind of on board with masks being stupid but we need to wear them like we don't i don't know how many people like them outside of the joke of like finally i don't have to like talk to people or this and that like it's just like it i don't know well and i mean again it's like we said it's two separate issues it's is are the masks good and it's do we have to listen when the bishops say we wear them and i mean the bar is pretty high like the it's objective that the bishops have said you have to wear them so the bar to get out of that is pretty high as it is and even like we also mm-hmm. said even if you reach it it just means you have to stay home so um you know it, it that i mean it's separate things like i think that it is clear that there's um a very subjective standard applied to every aspect of this point of the sort of COVID guidelines. Like lots of activities are fine and then certain ones aren't. Like there doesn't seem to be any real concern about spreading the virus anymore. It's usually, you know, do I like this person? Were they wearing a mask or not or what? You know, I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi went got a blowout. Like, (laughs) I don't care. Like, good for her. Like, I, you know. I, I mean, I will say when I got my haircut, they did make me wear a mask when I was getting shampooed. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, nobody's going to die because she did that. But it would be also a good point to remember that, like, at this point in the game, guys, like, it's not really, like, it, it can't be really doing anything as far as COVID goes, like all well, these rules. But I that mean, doesn't the mean people add with they're not blue. rules. Yeah problem people have with Pelosi is she's out there like basically sell, telling people that they're not wearing masks and they're killing people like she, you know that was a lack of her her basically not even following rules that of her own I don't know not even to get right like she acts like it's the end of the world when, when other people don't wear them so she could at least put one on yeah um so it yeah it, and so I mean it's and you see that they'll they'll do that with like Trump like he'll beginning a speech and the client wearing a mask and he's like, I mean, I'm up here by myself and I, I, I get tested multiple times a day. Like I'm the most mm-hmm. tested person. Yeah. Nobody takes more COVID tests than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but like, 
you do have to sort of yeah. see how that stuff is separate from like do we have to listen to the bishops and the bishops have jurisdiction over the sacraments and you know what do we do if we have it if we disagree or if we are very convicted in our disagreement mm -hmm. um and so i mean in the, you know in general uh your basically your thoughts don't really get to translate to any external actions when it comes to matters with the church and that's you know that's sometimes it's a blessing and sometimes it's a cross and so you kind of got to take it either way it is good that people want to stick up for father nolan like he, he should have support and he should obviously not be cast like we said cast away so like that's of anything that people might i don't know misinterpret I mean, he is a priest of jesus christ forever it, right exactly you know, I mean, so, he, like, could, he could literally hear your confession and you could go to heaven for all eternity so i mean right you know it's not like he raped anyone so like we, and um, and as we've said before we want all our priests to be good priests and all our priests to get everyone to heaven including themselves so right. like and i don't think anyone's he, going to hell over this like that's what i'm saying like to me it's it's only a big deal because it was guaranteed for people to make it a big deal and that's why you've got to like you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's only a big like, deal because, like, come on, man, like, <laughs> come on, come on, man. No, but it also like it becomes a big deal because it just confirms what people already think, probably irrationally, about the FSSP. You know, yeah. so it confirms all the crazy people' opinions who are like, it reminds me of this to, Wanda these Sykes need to be bit. suppressed. You know, it reminds me of this like Wanda Sykes bit where she was talking about her mom didn't let her buy watermelons at the grocery store because like white people were watching. <laughs> And it yeah. would confirm their beliefs about black people. And she was basically saying, like, now that Barack Obama is president, this is back in, like, oh, wait, when, this, when she did this pitch. Like, now that he's president, she goes and buys one, carries it on her head. Like, <laughs> it's funny. So I can tap dance now. Oh, um, man. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, come on. Like, people are, like, um, normal people are watching. Don't get us in trouble. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Come on, man. The What's thing. Joe Biden doing? It's 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 the thing. I don't know. Right, so we've gone back a hundred years. Um, yeah, I'm, I like keep thinking I'm watching deep fakes of him. They end up being real. So I mean, I guess we should be praying for him. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say on the this. on the Father Nolan. I just it was kind of getting frustrating, and um, and then just all of like the like yeah, it's that's about. What I cover, I covered how it's not about masks, how random Jesuits online can say whatever they want. And, you know, I guess people call it Jesuit tricks, but it's like the F, again, the well, FSSP like that priests it aren't, like it, it they're do not, be like that. but they're not on social media for a reason. Um, well, I mean, and the goal, the goal, priests. yeah, well, the goal should always be to further, further the mission um, and that goes for the lay people as well. And if you think you could help us further the mission, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod, where we now have a new $1,000 masks are a scam and the communists are taking over tier. For $1,000 a month, we will send you emails that say masks are a scam and the communists yes, are taking you, over. And you can send us, uh, Zach will cough on an essential worker if you join that tier. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. Infiltration. I know we should call this episode, like, Our Masks, a Communist Plot, just to make sure people listen. Okay, I'll do that. People be clicking. Jeremy McClellan, friend of the show, guest of the show, as we close out, got blocked by William Shatner today because he made a joke about Star Trek, and William Shatner found it and took it seriously and uh, called him like an idiot or something. I don't know. I know. Basically... Star Trek is cool and normal. Star Trek is introducing a non-binary character and maybe like a lesbian character. I don't know what the other character is, but it was just like Jeremy, a girl that made out with one of her friends in college. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Jeremy. We should, uh, we'll save our whole thing on this for Patreon. I have like a lot to say on this topic since I just found out about it. Thoughts uh, are flooding my mind. Oh, tra- these non-binary space people. Oh, trans so you're a non-binary and a trans character. Okay, yeah, yeah, Jeremy said so, I mean, Star Trek. Jeremy said Star Trek is about having fun adventures in space. Leave politics out of it. William Shatner and Patrick Stewart are rolling in their graves. Uh, obviously, neither of those are dead. Like the joke here is they're both a lie. Like that should be a good tip well, off that Jeremy's and not the like, joke, bothered by this. And Star Trek has traditionally been political. Like they had the first like interracial kiss on tv there was like a few things like back in the 60s so that's the whole the whole thing is a giant joke there's right? actually a cool backstory about that um about that kiss that i actually just learned as a result of the jeremy thing um so i'm gonna have to make sure it's not an urban myth but like i said we we will uh we'll have to William, maybe we can convince jeremy to come join us but over on patreon we're gonna do some very uh in-depth commentary on the star trek matter star trek game. William Shatner responded, is this a poor attempt at humor or just ignorance? Sir Patrick Stewart and I are still very much alive. Also, this is a social issue of acceptance, not political in my honest opinion. Why is everything political? Uh, emo- uh, eyes ro- Rolling eyes emoji. Star Trek is known for addressing these types of issues. Leave your prejudices at the door, Cray. He called him Cray. And then someone was like, hey, it's a joke. And he said, am I, lo- am I losing my mind? Where's the humor? I'm a man. I'm a man who gets jokes. That's basically what he said. Am I missing something? I think the only comedy I see in his bio is where he claims to be a... Oh, the only comedy I see is his bio where he claims to be a comedian. So friend um, of the show, I'm allowed, Jerry, I am allowed to say... I'm allowed to reveal because I've done business with Jeremy that he's in fact a paid comedian. Like yeah. in fact where 100% of his income comes from. Yeah. Um, people, people do give him money well, for the comedy. So there you go. That's uh, that's how we can close out is our, our friend or friend of the show and former guest, Jeremy McClellan has been canceled been by, by a 90 year old man. <laughs> Yeah, Twitter has uh, chewed up Jeremy and shattered him out. <laughs> I was trying to oh, find that's a girl good. tweet that applies right now. It's yeah. everyone stop laughing immediately and explain this joke to me very carefully like I'm two years old so I can tell you if I like it or not. That's good. That one's good. And then there's one that I really like where this person showed when Kid Rock was running for Senate in 18, they said, oh man, Cheryl Crow must be rolling in her grave right now. <laughs> and Cheryl Crow quote tweeted and said, "Dude, I'm still alive." Amazing. Well, I think that's it. Uh, do you have anything else before we wrap up, Zach? 
I don't think so. Um, I don't know if we call him friend of the pod. He'd probably yell at us if we did, but we consider him a friend. Uh, Kev is getting married this weekend, mm-hmm. becoming Mr. Kev. Um, married Congratulations to, to, Lauren, to him and his soon-to-be wife. Um, mm-hmm. And remember, wear your masks, be a good little comrade, um, Mark, and put up all your put up all your pictures of Mark's. And uh, yeah, that's about it. That is. All right. See you guys. Have a good one. Talk to you next time.